0: Welcome to Working for Women, the Independent Women's Forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hello, I'm Sabrina Schaefer, Executive Director of the Independent Women's Forum and your host for today's Working for Women podcast. Today I'm here with Carrie Lucas, our Managing Director at IWF. And we're going to be talking about the recent proposed Department of Labor Regulation, which would require businesses to provide more data to the government about employee compensation. Carrie, thank you so much for joining me today. So first, Thanks, can we have a little background? Um, yes, sure. Um, you know, for a long time, I bet that listeners here have been hearing about the supposed problem that women earn less money than men do for, um, for equal work. You'll hear it referred to as the wage gap, um, and this idea the you'll hear a statistic that women earn 77 cents for every dollar a man earns. Well, as you and I know, Sabrina, it's a little more complicated than that, um, but uh, but for a long time, Democrats um, have been trying to propose legislation to try to solve that. They really want to close the wage gap and make sure that women are all getting as much as they're owed. And um, right. they've proposed a number of new regulations on businesses, to try to, um, to advance that goal. And one of them is this new regulation from the EEOC. So, you know, let's back up for one second, Carrie, and talk for another minute about the wage gap, because I think that you and I both know that, that this problem, this idea that women are only paid 79 cents for every dollar a man makes is overstated. Am I correct in that? Absolutely, Sabrina. Um, you know, I think it's funny. I I know that, um, you and I both have made a lot of decisions in our lives um, and have, when we're deciding what jobs to, to take on, we um, aren't always prioritizing money. Sometimes, um, I know you've got kids and I've got kids, and when, when we go to evaluate things like job prospects um, or how much uh, work to take on, we have to balance out the trade-offs between um, work and family. Well, um, we're uh, you know, not have aberrations. A lot of women are thinking like us, and women start thinking like this, um, far before they have, long before they have children. And in fact, we know from what women tend to focus on in college and um, the careers they choose, they tend to be prioritizing things other than the almighty dollar. They um, enjoy working with people. Right. They're often willing to trade um, more um, more um, freedom and personal fulfillment, more flexibility in order and taking a little less pay. So this isn't. You know, I think that sometimes these conversations make it sound like like men are doing it right, or we have some kind of um, war between the sexes. When you know, it's really this is people's preferences, and no choice is right or wrong. Um, we need to let people follow their their hearts and make their right right decisions, and not uh, not worry about these how these statistics um, fall out, and not pretend right. that it is discrimination that that's that's at the root of this. So even if, you know, listeners agree with you and me about the real causes behind the, the small wage gap, I bet a lot of people are thinking, well, well, what's the big deal about asking businesses to fill out a little more paper, paperwork? You know, aren't we just sort of doing our due diligence? Isn't this not the worst thing that government can do? Um, so is there a big harm in this? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're absolutely right. I think a lot of people say, "Ah, eh, you know, businesses—they have to fill out a bunch of paperwork anyway. What's the problem with what this what this EEOC regulation would have businesses do is include data um, in their compensation paperwork they already have to file." But include things like the sex of the workers, um, the, some racial backgrounds, and other demographic in- information, so that the EEOC can kind of comb through um, that data and look for anything that, that, that stands out as discrimination. There's a lot of problems just with too much paperwork and, and red tape for businesses in general. Um, but um, but you know, not, but that's really not the worst of it. I think if that's all where it was and it was really solving a problem, then we might say okay. Um, but the problem is, is when um, what businesses are going to do when they start thinking about what this paperwork looks like. Um, You know, we all know that businesses are are very concerned about the cost of things like litigation. The last thing in the world a business wants is to have the EEOC come out and say you're discriminating against people. So if I'm sitting there, you you and I are both managers, we help make employment decisions for our small nonprofit that um, that we um, help run together. Um, and we know that you, if you had some looking at your employment decisions, you might say, oh, goodness, you know, I, you know, I know the reason why I'm paying this employee more than that other employee. But if I had to try to think of how that's going to look on a piece of paper, uh, that's going to be very different. And the bottom line may be that a lot of businesses are going to feel much more hamstrung and try to move towards a more rigid, mm-hmm. one-size-fits-all compensation policy. I was thinking about you and I and thinking how much you and I benefit from having some flexibility in our schedules, and I'm wondering what a law like this might mean for other women and men, for that matter, who value flexibility and who might be willing to make a trade-off with salary in order to have that flexibility. Would employers be able to give them those kind of um, sort of unique job, job descriptions or, or job situations, or would they have to make one-size-fits-all jobs for every employee? Well, as, you know, it would just, they, they certainly could, but it would come with a lot more risk. So if I'm a risk-adverse um, manager, which most risk, most managers, good managers, are pretty risk-adverse, why would you risk it? Um, the idea that the, that the EEOC and the Department of Labor is going to come down and file complaints against you. A lot of people are going to say, you know, I'm sorry, I know um, you wish you could could leave every day at 4 o'clock and you're willing to take a, um, a, a cut to do that, but I can't do that. It's not fair to somebody else for you to be paid the same. Um, so you're going to have to either keep your normal hours or um, and keep your same pay or else we're, this is this is what we're offering you. There's going to be a lot less, less, less flexibility. You know, I think about um, some of the situations that you and I have faced with women who've decided who've had babies um, and decided they wanted to work, in a, work out a new situation. You and I have approached that question, trying to figure out what's the best for um, our, our organization and to make sure that it works for, um, for the nonprofit and for um, the people who invest in, in IWF. But we're also thinking we want to make a situation that works for that um, unique worker's needs. So we've been able to, um, to do that for, for folks. But boy, I and mean, you know, if I knew that we, that part of our our audit, was going to include this kind of paperwork, we would definitely have to approach it differently. So this is this is, I think that anybody out there who's been involved in, in human resource and the management decisions knows that this is this has enormous consequences for the types for the decision making of of business leaders out there. Right. So that's, this definitely sounds like something that we do not want to support, and we hope that our listeners um, understand a little bit more about it now. Um, I do know that there are plenty of policy reforms that we need so that, you know, women are are keeping more of their take-home pay um, so that life is a little easier for them and for their families. And you and I have been working really hard on our upcoming project, Working for Women Policy Agenda, which will be released this April and which will um, hopefully put forth some positive economic reforms that, that will help women and men, um, you know, have have more economic flexibility and freedom in their lives, right? Absolutely, you know, and I do think it's We all know that there are certainly bad bosses out there, and discrimination is already illegal. Um, that's why you know we have laws on the books that are meant to protect workers and give them the right to seek recourse when they truly are being um, harmed and, and treated unfairly. But we have this very delicate balancing act, though, and that and um, that pr- pursuing regulations or you know, a legal system that's too tilted on the side of of um, of lawsuits, and uh, we'll make it so there's fewer job opportunities. That can really backfire on the folks we, want, we most want to help and women who are concerned about. You know, the best thing we can do for workers, the best protection that we can give people is a robust job market. That way that if you don't like your job, if you feel like you're being um, mistreated, you can go and find another employment situation that works for you. Um, Employers would then, if we had um, more good jobs out there, um, employers would know that they would have to treat employees with respect. They would have to pay them fairly um, uh, because they would fear losing valued employees. So that's the system that we really need, and that's what we should be focused, uh, focused, uh, focused on, not trying to, you know, have the government, um, through a bunch of red tape, um, try to, to make everything perfect because that's just not going to work because there's people define perfect very differently. That's right. And we don't want to strangle that economic growth with more government regulations. Well, this has been another great edition of IWF's Working for Women podcast. And for those who listen, thank you for your time. You can find out more about this topic and all things related to women in the workplace and many other topics at IWF.org. We hope you'll visit us soon. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by iwf.org for similar content.